Hi guys. Um, apologies in advance for the sound. Today, um, we're talking black tech. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Shop. And today I have somebody amazing with me. Oh, shy. I think she should introduce herself. Too. Oh, hi everyone. Hi members of the Let's Talk Shop community. My name is Treasure Okure, and I'm friends with Tiwa. And oh, you're, you're my friend. Yeah. I thought we were married. I know that's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I'm here with my wife. One Thank of my you. my many wives. Oh wow. Okay. Well, this is to me. But okay. Okay. <laughs> Tiwa Lade. Um, my name is Treasure. I think I already said that. Yeah. Um, today we're going to be talking about black tax. Yeah, black tax is black tax that. What is black tax actually, and how does it affect people? So stay tuned for today's episode and our thoughts on black tax. Let's go. So I got a bunch of stories of young people going through and experiencing black tax from Zikoko. I I feel like everybody should know what and who Zikoko is and what yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them for giving me access to these stories. Um, the first one we're going to read is, I think, Treasure, you can take the first one for us. Okay, so, um, this story is, okay, so this story is, um, submitted by someone named Jimmy. He's 28 years old, and this is what he has to say. I'm assuming he's a guy, because Jimmy is a guy, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway, it says, the universe has always set me up. First, I wasn't born into a wealthy family. And when things began to look up, my dad passed away when I was 17. Then it was just me, my mom, and three siblings. My siblings had to stay out of school for some time to ensure I finished university. After that, it was all about me getting a great job and helping the family. I got my first job in 2017. Since that time, I've got another job and my salary has been reviewed several times. I currently earn above a quarter million naira, which is, is like three times... What I started with, a quarter million naira yeah. is um about seven hundred and fifty. Okay, seven hundred and fifty k. Ends like maybe eight fifty. Yeah, maybe okay. ends almost a million naira. Okay, I'm earning more than most people my age, but my finances are in shambles. Most of my income goes into helping out the family. There was a time I got paid, and I started making money transfers yeah. to each member of my family on the spot. When I was done, sixty percent of my salary was gone. Another time, I wanted to write a professional exam to improve my prospects of getting a better paying job. I could afford the exam, but my brother needed money for his tuition and I had to give up the exam. Not that I regret it. They made the same sacrifices for me when I was in university. I would never abandon them and nothing beats the joy of being able to help out. But the thing is, I've now realized that I might not get by in life if things don't improve. So, I think this is crazy. I know. So for me, it's like, how do you how do you balance out having to having to provide for your family, having to be the sole breadwinner? You know, when when it's your parents, right? Yeah. They take care of you, so everybody, I mean, gets to a stage where everybody can now fend for themselves, and then they let go of you guys, and you guys start taking, care, know, taking of care of them. Yeah. But when it's just one person that is doing, and I think most of the time, most of the time when this is affecting the single, the sole breadwinner, the siblings are usually very young. Yeah. Maybe some of them are in secondary school, some mm-hmm. of them are just in university. So you still have like, I don't know, maybe like 15 years or, okay, let's 
10 give, years. 10 years, give or take, to take care of your family before they can actually get to a stage where they can start contributing financially. Yeah. So it's like your life is on hold for all that period of time before. I think it's, it's actually it's crazy. Wild. And I, I feel so much sympathy for Jimmy because I feel like the story he said about how he got his salary and 60% of it was wow. gone in like within an hour because he you? had to take care of so many bills was actually really crazy. I can't imagine it's like without 60% <laughs> of my salary. And one, one credit alert enters and 15 debit alerts are going are coming in after the, on one. It's, and, and to top it off, I just feel like with the economy and how things have gotten so badly in Nigeria, money is starting to value less. So and even less. though yeah, so even though he says that he earns um higher than seven hundred and fifty, having to take care of everyone means that at the end of the day he probably wouldn't have much for himself and at most I think you have maybe one fifty K or hundred K for himself. And that's really, really sad to be honest. That's crazy. The disparity is jarring. Like I'm Okay. Imagine telling someone you earn that much <laughs> and then you think you're such yeah, a big boy. Yeah, you're, you're a baller. <laughs> Not knowing that everyone is eating yeah, it. And I feel bro. like I could... Like where he talked about his guilt with mm-hmm. um, having to pause the education of his siblings so he could finish school and yeah. provide for them. I, I could understand the dilemma he's facing, right? With, with having to pay them back for the service mm-hmm. they did for him when he was younger and then also wanting to like move on with his life and take total charge of his finances. I think there's a question I'm going to ask towards the end. Yeah. Well, let, let's finish. Let, let me read this second story. All right. So this one submitted by Dami, and Dami is 23 years old. <clears throat> I didn't sign up for this. I was pushed out of the womb and became obligated as the first daughter to take care of everybody. When I started working at my first job, I was earning six figures. <laughs> And although my parents weren't aware of the actual amount, they expected me to take up some responsibilities. My mother would make snide remarks when I didn't pay or offer to pay for some household items. It was confusing at first. I had plans for myself, like getting my own place, purchasing gadgets for work, and at least flexing baby girl lifestyle. (laughs) But I was getting things like, your sister is going back to school, sure you won't give her something, or buy provisions. And I'll be like, am I the mother? At first, they were thankful that I was helping out. Now it seems like one of the things they expect. And when it happens, they're like, you're being responsible. Oh, cool. May God keep providing for you. My mother makes decisions without informing me and expects me to pay for it. In December, she paid for something worth 100k plus. And she casually told me what she did and how she's sorry that I have to reimburse her. Even though she knew I was still setting up my apartment. I don't think I'll ever have a definite say on my finances as anything can come up from my family's end. It doesn't matter how important a math book is, my family will always come first. The smiles on your faces are satisfactory sometimes. Omo, this is not a story. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, first of all, I think black tax is a cultural phenomenon in the sense that in Africa, we're very, like we live a very communal lifestyle, so yeah. we don't live only for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the Western society, people tend to be a bit more individualistic, and that means that when your parents are 70, you put them in an old people's home, whereas in Africa, you're expected to take care of your parents. Mm-hmm. You get, and I feel like we cannot talk about this conversation without thinking about that fact as well. The fact that our culture plays a very big role 
in how we handle things. But then, nevertheless, I also feel like sometimes parents can be very entitled. And in this situation, and I don't siblings. think her mom... And siblings, yeah. I don't think her mom is right at all to be... Like, how, how do you go and spend somebody's money for them without informing them? It's crazy, like, she was apologizing to her for that she has to reimburse her when you didn't tell her before you were making it how do you know that she even has that money to be able to reimburse you i don't like when people see children as projects that are going to like investments <laughs> yes children as investments sure you might expect something as to get older yeah, like, oh yes my I, I took care of my child when she was yeah. young and now she'll take care of me but i don't think it should be a requirement i feel like people should fully take care of themselves and anything else that is given to them should be accepted with gratitude I don't know if maybe it's because, like, this is my own perspective. No, I think that, that, that should be, like, the norm. I think, yeah. obviously, you raise the good child up. You raise the child from when they were small till they have set themselves up. Obviously, and I think you should go without saying that they will be expected to take care of you. Yeah. Maybe put you on a monthly stipend or put your bills, like, take up, um, take up doing... Responsibility. responsibility. Well, I think it should be on their own terms. Yes, on their own terms. Do you understand? I I see a lot of people tweet that, oh, I can't wait to retire my parents. I can't wait to do this. And it, that is them. That like what is their choice. What they want to do. Yeah. They are retiring you from their heart. Not that oh, you give her to seven children. You give her to eight children. And because they've gotten a well-paying job, they are now expected to start fending for all your all all their siblings your brother your sister no i mean i'm talking about their aunties and their uncles yeah because no, relatives no, as rel- well it's like once they see you doing well it's like mm-hmm. this one is a cash cow that exactly. we are going to it's, it's crazy. I feel like nigerians in general can be very but, entitled but, but the truth is i've actually also seen it not only in african um african families even black people abroad yeah abroad yeah. so it's like I don't know if I should call it a racial thing, to be honest, but I think it's prevalent in black people and Asians. So, for me, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the actual. I don't actual think so. I mean, really. depends on. Like, I mean, for for Asia, I have no idea about that. I I mean, I have friends who were very individualistic. Okay. I don't think their society. But once. Well, it depends on what part of Asia you're referring okay. to. I think like Koreans are not like that. They're very okay. individualistic. But maybe like in this, like in the south, in India, maybe that's the culture there as well. That. But what I'm, what I'm saying this is because I know that they are very um. What's the word? Jesus. I'm supposed to be learning English. I know they are a very communal. Yeah. Communal mm-hmm. society. Yeah. So I feel like obviously when they grow up, they would expect that their children take care of will them. take care of them. So I, that's why I feel like this yeah. is also prevalent in that society. And I know definitely in India. I mean, they all live in the same house, so it's expected. Yeah. So the third story is, I think you should read this. Okay, so this is Fumi. Fumi is 27. She said, I'm not even the first child. Bruh. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even the first child. I'm the fifth out of eight kids. But I'm like the only child who currently has something going for her. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I'm 27, a single mom, and deep in debt of black tax. I never run out of things to do for my parents or my siblings. When I first made my first 1 million naira, I spent 500,000 naira to my dad to buy a vehicle for his transport business. My mom got an additional 200k loan to complete the payment. Guess what happened? 
The car he bought was so bad that he needed more than 1 million naira to set it up. Guess who had to repay the loan my mom got? Me. I believe I'm just here to pay bills and my mental health has taken a huge hit. To be honest, my daughter and the occasional sleeping pills are the only things getting me through this. I think this is very devastating. For a lot of people, right? For a lot of people, um, black black tax just puts your life on hold. They can't even they can't even think about starting a family because oh, I'm still responsible for my immediate family. How can I even go and start another family? Yeah. I'll not be responsible for two families. But this one she already has a daughter. I think one would expect that they'll understand. You you, and she's not even the firstborn. I mean, I feel like that happens a lot. I don't think black tax, I mean, as much as usually it's the first child who gets to take care of, but then I've, I've found that sometimes in society, it's the child who is, like you said, well, who has something, has something going, going for on. them or who is most entrepreneurial or who is most educated. There's just this sort of envy, even though we wouldn't call it that, that, is, that goes with, oh, you're doing so well, or oh, you're living in Lagos, mm. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, you're, you're living abroad. Do you understand that makes people expect financial favors, expect financial responsibility, sometimes to an unreasonable degree? Because how can you tell me that your daddy wanted a 500k loan for a car that wasn't good and you still had to pay one million on top of that? I, I don't know. I just I don't and, like this. And you have to pay. You have to pay back the loan. It's it's really 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 sad. To it, be it's ridiculous. But so you can't get out of doing these things because they are your family. Blood is thicker than water. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, but I also feel like. I don't think you can go far in life without a degree of selfishness. You have to think if, okay, so let's say it's not an accident, right? Your family is not in a life-threatening situation, right? You should be able to put your foot down and create boundaries. And this is why I'm a very huge advocate for not telling your parents how much you earn. (laughs) I know it sounds very dishonest, but like when you're starting your life, I think there are certain things that you should keep to yourself because okay. what happens is that once you create that room in your mind or in the mind of someone that, mm-hmm. oh, this person has this amount of money, they'll find things to feel yeah, that mom, need. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, if, I'm, if your mom knows that you earn 50K, I, the, the amount of things she can ask or require from you will be limited compared to if she knows that you earn 500K. It's just mm-hmm. human nature. I don't think people mean it maliciously, but it's just yeah, if yeah. someone is going to use you, they will use you. People always use other people. So you have to create boundaries. Especially especially when they feel a sense of entitlement. Exactly. Oh, my child. I took I, care of I you. I took care of you. Yes. I saw you through school. Can you come? Yeah. And mind you, we don't mean there's anything wrong with like taking care of your parents. No, no, no. I think no, no. It's, it's lovely. I, I, I derive joy from taking care of my mom. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? But then like we said earlier... It there should be, be a to it. exactly, there and then you should be on your own basis. It should be from your surplus. It should be from oh, I have yeah. enough to it's give every, my mom. You shouldn't have to neglect yourself completely and your needs, both physical, mental, emotional. Because like with this conversation yeah. and all the stories we have read so far, there's this underlying line of guilt. Do you understand? I don't think yeah. human beings should be feeling guilt for existing and for earning. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to take care of my mom. Oh, I don't want them to suffer. Oh. Okay, that's great. But like before you were earning, what were they doing? Do you understand? Do you understand? Sure, maybe they don't have employment anymore. But people still like. I don't think that's the case for everyone. And you can you can help to a certain degree. The the story that I even saw that pushed me actually do an episode on this was this guy that was taking care of his. I would think he's a techie. He was taking care of his um siblings and then his mom his mom was sick i think she had cancer or something and then he paid for he hired nurses to take care of 
the mom, like stay-at-home nurses, and then begged his younger brother to stay with the nurses so that he can watch over what they're doing. Yeah. So he used to send money to the younger brother to like see to her needs, her immediate needs, and all of that. But do you know what this boy was doing? He was yes, spending the money on himself. Yep. He was spending the money on himself. And then the mother collapsed one day because she was not taking her drugs. So this guy had to fly back to where they were living or where his mom was living just to go and like put things in order. So at some point she died. So right? Sad. At some point she died. So, so after after that time he just said he's washing his hands off his siblings, off his extended family because he was paying school fees for his nieces and nephews. He was paying school fees for his nieces and nephews. He had been using the same car for about four years. No. The same car for about four years. But his siblings were changing their car. John I don't I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> That's he was crazy. paying their children's school fees. And they were changing they their were cars. They were changing their cars. So, what so <laughs> when his mom, his dad was already late, when his mom died, he gave them one month of enjoyment and then he washed his hands off them completely. I and I, I, I respect it. And <laughs> to be honest. If you're old enough to take care of yourself, then take care of if yourself. If you're old enough to have children, I don't know why people always say, okay, um, we shouldn't say poor people shouldn't have children. We shouldn't say poor people. Yes, right? But... You're seeing a poor man is having somebody with a security guard job is having five children. Why? Why? Why are you having five children? I think condoms are not so expensive. I think there's pull and pray. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I think there's pull and pray. I think there are a lot of and there are a lot of when you go to the family planning clinic, they'll tell you these things. They'll tell you ways that you can manage your fertility in order to prevent these mistakes abortion is um illegal in nigeria so it's not easy it's not cheap and then we are very moral um moralistic moralistic society, society. even though we are quite hypocritical so, yeah, <laughs> very so, hypocritical so people wouldn't even want oh it's a children and a gift from god they wouldn't want to take out the pregnancy because oh, it has happened it has happened right god will provide but okay God is, is God providing through the single person in your family that has made it out of poverty? Wait, but don't people even have shame and sympathy? I feel like I feel like they, if it's like okay, you have money now, we're going to drag you back into poverty so that you can be with us and all of us will suffer. Guy, that that's how it feels for me. It, it's just a wild concept to keep taking and taking and taking and taking without ever giving anything back in return, and and, it's and it happens painful. a lot. It happens, happens too lot. much. <laughs> too much is what I would say. Too much. So the last story is Katy, <coughs> 25. Katy is 25. My dad died in 2008, leaving behind a stay-at-home mom and five children. I'm the eldest child. My black tax situation started from my time at the university. I always sent something home with the allowance I got from relatives I was living with. When I finished university and got a job, the black tax skyrocketed. Oh my God. I earn about 250k per month and a good chunk of it goes to my family. What my mother makes from her shop couldn't possibly sustain the family. See, I love my family, but God, I resent them sometimes. I can't save, invest, travel or buy things for myself because there's always rent or school fees to pay. Recently, I had to clear out my savings to help my mother get goods and pay for her shop rent. Don't get me started on the loans I'm still paying off. My last sibling is still in SS1, so I'm not getting out of this anytime soon. Things got so bad one time I contemplated suicide, and the only thing that stopped me was who will take care of my family. 
It's fine though. You know how they say John the Baptist was born to pave way for Jesus? Yeah, I was born to take care of people. That's truly my mission in life. Oh. I even make jokes out of it now. I tell my close friends I'm short because I'm carrying my family on my head. The idea of marriage and children doesn't appeal, appeal to me anymore. It feels like another form of black tax. When my siblings have grown up and no longer need my help, I want to enjoy my life and do things I couldn't do as a young adult. I will have deserved it. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, I think you, this is really, really sad. You will definitely have Because it's also very it. relatable. Are there, are there instances that you've experienced? No, but like I think I have seen it a lot like with... Because for her, it's a very sticky situation. So we're mm-hmm. not talking about family that's ungrateful yeah. or parents that are taking advantage of yeah. you. She genuinely needs to help her, her family. family. And we can't, like, everything she said was very relatable. We're not mm-hmm. wanting to have children. Like, the psychological effect it has on you as an individual yeah. because, like, you're seeing what it, it means to be responsible for a group of people and how that can be very draining, especially at an mm-hmm. age where you, are, you aren't ready to be responsible. I feel like, like, for many people, you get to the stage where you're ready, okay, I'm ready to start a family, I'm yeah. ready to take care of people. But then, um, being that young and having to take care of everyone can be actually... Daunting. mentally draining for an individual and i just feel really bad for her because she said that her mission in life is to take care of people i do not think that's her mission i think she needs to find her mission in life i think <laughs> that's her situation she, and she still cannot get out of everything that she's experiencing yeah now her youngest sibling is ss1 one. like i mean she has like about eight yeah, years and you, do you understand and then if the younger sibling goes to a federal university <laughs> Oh my god. Bro, we're studying a five year course that has begun. <laughs> Do you know what's crazy? Do you know what's crazy? I entered in like in my second I entered in like children level. Yeah, the, the same I, I was I was we're praying that oh it's four years now we've we've, we've removed one year. <laughs> children <laughs> You still there. <laughs> oh. We're about to graduate in twenty twenty two. We're graduating in twenty twenty four. Why? Why? And then that's, that's God's God willing. That's minus COVID though. Yeah. So that's like three years we've added now. Bro, that's crazy. That's really, really sad. It's very sad. Do you know, I, I always console myself with everybody has their own <coughs> perfect time. But sometimes it's it's too, I don't know, I just can't convince myself that I, I, I didn't like, waste my life. I feel like school is actually holding me back in so many this ways. This is getting deep. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it's true. Oh my God. I feel like school is holding me back. And um, I think we can actually like, talk about the solutions. That's the last story. Yeah, that's the last story. I think we should talk here. about like solutions because for like when she was speaking, I was thinking about the fact that okay, so my family, my mom's mm-hmm. family, right? Um, my grandfather died during the civil war, yeah. and my grandma, she's she's still alive, but like she was a widow and she yeah. obviously couldn't take care of. She had a lot of children. She had more than six children. I don't remember the exact figure, but she had a number <laughs> of children, yeah. right? And they're all doing very well today. My mom is the last child. They're all doing very well today. And I think that's because of my uncle. So I have an uncle and he made it his mission to set up all his siblings. Mm-hmm. And he was very practical about it. And I feel like this is, when we talk about black ties and how to escape it, this yeah. is a solution. Because I think I've spoken to somebody else about it and they said the same thing, right? Okay. He was very practical about it. He ensured that everybody went to school. Mm-hmm. He didn't like just give them money. money. Do you understand? So everyone got an education. And then when they finished school, I had one uncle who was working in Kano. Like, he was working in yeah. a shoe store. He told him, no, you, come, follow me. <laughs> come and study law. Because he was studying law as well. So yeah. the both of them are the two lawyers in, in the family. family. And it's 
the way it has opened doors for them. Is that, is that what made you want to study law? Well, I mean, I didn't want to study law. They forced me to study law. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually you had not no idea of what I wanted to I'm do with my life. I was like, I, I was interested in fashion, and then okay. I liked writing, and there was no course I could see like realistically in a Nigerian in a, university. Yeah. And so my uncles both used jazz. They are yes, charm. They're this sweet smell. Yeah, yeah you get. Like, and then they look so cool. They wear their their suits. Yeah. Get their big fat checks, and I was like, oh, I think maybe I could do this. And then I had like starry-eyed excitement. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to be a lawyer, but now I don't think no. it's my path. I don't think it excites me in any way possible. Mm-hmm. But we're still here. But yeah, so I think that's TMI for you guys. <laughs> and that's by the way you're saying something. <laughs> yeah, so um, I just feel like that's a solution. I think being strategic about training your siblings or training the people involved. If they're your siblings, see, if they're relatives, I don't know about that. But, like, if you're the elder sibling and you have younger siblings mm-hmm. coming after you, be very intentional about their growth. Be very intentional about their development. It can be very hard. I'm not saying that it's, like, a hard and fast rule because some people just don't want to work. Yeah. And when that happens, you need to wash your hands off. Like, the guy you said that wash his hands off yeah, his family siblings, members. Yeah. Yes, but then see what their talents are. See what their skills are. Drag them, if you need to, to the right places. People derive joy when they feel a sense of... um accomplishment mm-hmm. do you understand so encourage that if they do well you encourage them like that way i think slowly it reduces the the pressure, the pressure on you yes then eventually two of you will start taking care of everyone then three of you like yeah. that until everyone, everyone is set up and but it's a it's, a, it's a long game it's not something that happens instantaneously but to be honest that's one of the most practical ways to escape black tax in nigeria I'm, or in I'm africa not, i'm not even sure you can fully ever ever escaped it. Yeah. There'll always be somebody that needs help or needs somebody. Something. And then sometimes it's it's such a I don't know how to put it. It's such it's either is a life or death um situation. Say you're earning you're earning one million yeah. and then one of your siblings has an accident and then their surgery um they need to get eight hundred K to pay for their surgery. Everybody's going to look at you. Exactly, like what? Did, like who else? Because <laughs> who else? Come, dear, bring your money. Bring... <laughs> is that this is the moment to be waiting, bro? This is what we've been training you for. But it's it wild. It's wild to me. I also came across the story of a guy that had to start raising his five siblings at twenty. At twenty. At twenty. That's crazy. What does he do? Um. Okay. So he had to um move his siblings from the village because I think both of his parents died and then he had to um both of his parents died and then he wanted to disperse the rest of his siblings, he and the rest of his siblings to different relatives. Yeah. But he knew that it would be they would just use them as maybe housemaids yeah. and all of that. So. That happens a lot too. That's a form of child abuse. It's very ripe in Nigeria. So he called somebody in Lagos and he moved to Lagos and um, a pastor that heard his story gave him a room to yeah. be staying in. And then at first he was earning, he was working at a block factory, earning 6,000. Oh Obviously they were living from hand to mouth because yeah. how do you want to use 6,000 naira to For feed? Six, I mean, yeah, five people. Six people, that's... Six people yeah. with him included. Six people with him mm-hmm. included. But anyway, they kept living like that. He kept trying to get better jobs. And then he started... At some point, he got a laptop. And then his siblings, his brothers also started working. 
um, laborers job doing factory work just to help all of them stay afloat yeah. and I think at the end of the story Sha, at the end of the day all of them are fine he has a better job he moved out yeah he moved out of the house that they were staying in the one bedroom got his own place I think got them a place to they started earning better but what I'm what I'm trying to bring out of the story is the fact that he didn't just stay on he didn't put all the pressure on himself at least at the begin after the beginning yeah he he started um putting them to work yeah putting them to work and they also could contribute to the feeding to taking care of the family in total so I feel like Sometimes you have siblings that are very um, entitled, that yeah. are very ungrateful for everything that you're doing to them. Oh, you're the oldest sibling. Why can't you take care of us? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? But um, pray. And ask for wisdom. Pray. Because when you find people, it's very easy to find ungrateful people. And it's hard to, it's hard to shake them off, especially when... There is like a familial duty yeah. to them. It's hard to shake them off. Maybe maybe they're your family and they're siblings, they're your parents. It's it's annoying because oh, what will people say? Yeah. I'm not taking care of my family. I'm doing well, and my siblings, and my are, siblings are, are suffering. And you know those are the kind of stories that Nigerians love to peddle. Oh, oh my God! No, Especially in the rural areas, they will not hear everything. That they've been doing to no. you. No, never. It's ungrateful. After everything that everybody did for him, it's the one thing, mm-hmm. the one thing that you didn't do. It's like somebody. I think I don't know where I heard this story, but I think it was somebody's death that they wanted her to buy a full cow. Are you? Oh, I think I, I've seen I, this. I, I I don't know where I saw it, but the one had. Are you Are you okay? Do you know how expensive cows are? You know, are you okay? <laughs> Somebody died. It's not like we're well to do. We're not celebrating the death. But I should buy a food. For what? Is it for Gary? People do eat for more and go home. Bored egg. <laughs> With your rice. You I don't understand. How people are even coming for the burial? I, it's wild to me. The concept of black tax is just... I've never experienced it because thankfully... I, oh, I'm the last one. Let's start with that. Congratulations, my dear. <laughs> How does it feel to be God's favorite? Um, I want my siblings to earn more money so I can build them. So the black tax they will experience will be from me. <laughs> from what? From me. I mean, it will be lovely. It will be lovely. It will be lovely. You're so, you're yeah. so funny. You're just talking about how black tax is bad, bad that you want to Sometimes, want to Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good. When, when it comes when it from comes the loving, loving um, last born. <laughs> so if my siblings are listening to this, please work hard. So you can earn more money and I can live off you. <laughs> yes, thank you very much and God bless. Anyways, but it's it's um it shows up in different forms from yeah. different people and I feel like the only way you can actually try to pull yourself out of it is by contributing to your family in ways that you know the popular saying um t- give a man fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach a man how to fish, fish and, and he'll, he'll eat forever. But you I never, never heard that before. <laughs> Are you serious? It makes sense. I used to love it, love it. Okay, it, it's very popular, Sham. But teach a man how to fish and then you don't have to feed him every day. Yeah. But if you give him fish, you he will just eat for one day. Not even one day. How 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 feeling is one fish? I, I don't like Maybe fish. like afternoon. I like fish. Like my favorite. My favorite protein. 
autism. Anyway, something else I wanted to say is that I think you should also get comfortable being the villain. Yes. It's radical, oh but it will yes. change your life. And I don't mean this just in the context of black hats. Yeah, I mean this in all situation. areas of your life. As a young person living in Nigeria, trying to do something for yourself, you have to get comfortable with the fact that people will not be happy with you all Everything the time. And that's okay. That's fine. It's very uncomfortable at first. But like with time, you'll settle into being the villain. It's fun. Villains have more fun. I'm to be honest. You have to get comfortable with saying no. You have to get comfortable with saying, oh, I don't have the time for this right now. I don't have the money for this right now. You have to get comfortable with not even explaining, just saying no. I I'm mean, serious. I don't know why I saw it that someone someone said he has a budget for charity. Yeah. And then every month when that budget has been exceeded or when that budget is, has reached its cap, yeah. he's like, whenever someone asks him for anything, he's like, sorry, my budget for charity this month is, is full. See, that's wonderful. Done. I never knew you could do that. It's done. But I think like, it makes a lot of sense. Set aside a, a certain amount. Okay, this is how much I can give out this month. Yeah. So I can plan my life. I can do... Things don't come up. You, your, your poor planning is not... Does not constitute an emergency for yeah. me. Actually, it's your poor planning. It's your poor planning. So why should it come and um, spoil my life or spoil my plans? Unless it's an emergency. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unless it's life or death. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's all I have to say on black tax. I feel like I've said a lot without saying anything. <laughs> no, I think we've actually said a lot of that. Yes, we spoke about yeah. how you should like create boundaries. Yeah, how you should mm-hmm. be comfortable being the villain. Mm-hmm. How you should. Yeah, they just brought light up Nepal. Sorry. <laughs> In the Nigeria we live in, man. This is the Nigeria we live in. And how you should set your siblings up. like, And then I'm, I'm fully aware that this doesn't solve the entire issue because black tax is something that depends on each situation. Every situation is unique. Yeah. But I feel like if you, as someone who experiences black tax, can sit down and think about this situation, you'll be able to find loopholes or ways to maneuver it to ensure mm-hmm. that with time it becomes less and less of an issue. And then think long term as well. You might think, oh my God, these people need me so much. But then as someone who has seen Black Tax live and direct, I know that sometimes people will always just take from you. There was never like there's probably never going to be a time where they'd when, be like when they see when they see a loophole to take they will they will, use they will it. always use always it. Use and they and most times they'll be ungrateful because they'll yeah. come to expect it. It's like children, right? When you see children growing up, they don't know where the mommy and daddy's money is coming from. Yep. They'll ask for anything they see on the road. And I feel like sometimes our relatives acts like that and you have to train them like you have to train people you have to teach people how to treat you yeah. as an individual it's okay it's okay to be an obioma someone that is nice and good and everything but then you have to think about yourself too it's because like, sorry <laughs> because also like having nurturing feelings of guilt and resentment is not good for you as a person mm-hmm. and you need to move forward in life you need to move so you can be in a better co- like better condition to even help the people that you want to help. Do you understand? Yeah. Like there's the first one of the first stories you read. The guy said he wanted to do a training, but then his brother needed the money, so he had to give it to him. Do you understand? Sometimes you need to elevate so you can help the people who are down to come up. Mm-hmm. So blind people cannot be helping each other. Exactly. <laughs> so people who are like in the mud cannot be helping each other. So think about these things as well while you're like evaluating your relationship with black tax. Yes. I wanted to say something, but I've totally forgotten okay. because I have the brain of a jellyfish. <laughs> so that's good. I think jellyfishes have big brains. Are you serious? I think, yeah, I think jellyfishes. So have I've been trying to insult myself. I'm actually praising. I, I think, <laughs> wait, who has a small brain? 
small attention span. I can't remember. I'll remember and I'll tell you. I think there's an you know, that has a very small I attention span. And then they said lately, like recently, that human beings' attention span has become worse than that. <laughs> I have forgotten what it was. I, I always, I don't eat to the head of chicken. Why? Because um, one of my primary school teachers told me that when you eat the head of chicken, you eat their brain and then your brain becomes like that. It's so obviously chicken brain and insult. Probably. Yeah. But chickens are not smart. Is is obvious they're ducks. Actually they're very Do you remember the chicken moana? No. <laughs> oh my the chicken I was always trying to eat stone. Oh. And I think I can I have a mental image, but I can't remember much about that movie to be honest. Mm. I just remember the bejeweled turtle that was singing. Was it a cross? Are you sure? Yeah, it was a cross. Wasn't it turtle? Was it turtle? I'm so sorry. Okay, guys. Um, I think we've come to the end of today's episode. This yeah. is longer than usual. Um, yeah. <laughs> but thank you for listening in. Um, if you have stories of black tax that you want me to share or you want me to listen to, I think you send them in to let's talk shop at gmail. Sorry, let's talk shop pod at gmail dot com. Um, also, if you have dilemmas that you would like me to solve with my guests. Send them in to same email address. Obviously, you're going to be anonymous, blah, 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 blah. You know the rest of the story. Thank you for listening in. Catch you next week, same time on Let's Talk Shop Pod. Toodles. Bye.